Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports, and from business to history, and everything in between, including your story. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. Tony Mandrich was considered the best offensive line prospect ever during his collegiate career at Michigan State. Legendary college coach Nick Saban, who was an assistant at the time at Michigan State and who discovered Mandrich said that he was, quote, probably the most dominant offensive lineman that I have ever been around, end quote. Mandrich 
entered the NFL as the highest-paid offensive lineman in league history. Then, Mandarich's story was immortalized by two Sports Illustrated covers, one hailing him as the Incredible Bulk, heading into the 1989 draft, and then one in 1992 calling him the NFL's Incredible Bust, as his four-year career in Green Bay came to a halting end. Here's Mandrich to share his story. Growing up was actually fantastic for me. Um, I had a, a great childhood, uh, great parents, great siblings. And ironically, although we're talking about our American stories, I am Canadian. <laughs> but I've spent most of my years uh, now 53 years old, most of my life has been uh, spent stateside. And so growing up in Canada, to say that you played street hockey or, you know, on the road, you know, in your neighborhood was a common thing. And, you know, watching a lot of hockey and things like that, a lot of the stereotypes that Americans have, and I think just people have of Canada are true. Um, very liberal country, uh, tons of first generation immigrants, uh, which my parents were. My parents came over in 1955 to escape communism from former Yugoslavia and to start a better life uh, for their family and, and kids. And, and that's basically what they did. So, you know, my childhood was great. Uh, it was just a, it was in the greater Toronto area. We were a 45 minute drive from Buffalo, three hour drive from Detroit. So when it came to NFL Sundays, I, I got to see a lot of the Detroit Lions and a lot of the Buffalo Bills. Um, and then when it came to college football, we'd see a lot of the Big Ten schools on TV. But you know, to sum up my childhood, uh, you know, I would say a very accurate phrase would be, I, I definitely didn't have everything I wanted, but I definitely had everything I needed. Uh, it was all a great experience. And then as you grow up um, into your adolescent years, you start to have dreams. And I remember at age 11, which is pretty young, my oldest daughter, right? I mean, my youngest daughter right now is 21. So when I saw her at 11, it was kind of a wake-up call for me because you don't realize how young of a person that is when they're that age and to, when i think about it it was at 11 i took out a piece of paper and wrote down what i was going to be when i grew up or what i wanted to be when i grow up and that was to become a professional football player in the nfl and to be to become a professional photographer you know for me the these things were normal as i grew older I, I realized they weren't normal because not everybody did the things that i did not everybody took out a piece of paper and did short-term mid-term long-term goals for me it was like i don't know why i did that it, it seemed natural and then you know and then i would at the end of the three months for the short-term goals, if I'm not reaching those goals, the short-term goals, I need to find out why. And if I don't know why, then I need to reset my short-term goals and reset my midterm goals. Because my long-term ones still might be the end game of making it to the NFL and then becoming a photographer or whatever. Um, I had uh, three years under my belt in Canada of high school football. So by the end of my junior year, uh, it was like, you know, we're talking 1982, 1983. There wasn't very many American colleges coming up to Canada to recruit potential football players. Yes, there was for hockey, 
but not so much for football because you know high school football and college football and pro football uh, those pinnacles are all stateside if you really want to be honest i mean let's not kid ourselves if you want to if you want, if your football is your dream you got to go stateside if hockey is your dream you know hope you're born in canada so it's 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 interesting and um i knew that after that third year uh both my brother and i knew that we needed to make some kind of a decision that was gonna help me get exposure and some american coaching and ohio at that time where i ended up going for my senior year of high school you know ohio was one of the what they called the big three one of the big three states for high school football it was ohio pennsylvania and florida were the three biggest kind of states so my brother was going to kent state university at the time in ohio in kent ohio and we were kicking around the idea of me coming down there for my senior year uh living with him and he was going into a senior year of college and i was going i would be going into my senior year of high school and for the really the sole purpose of uh getting exposure and getting some american coaching to you know become a better football player you know we talked about it with my parents and you know they they were like if that's what you really really want to do and they knew i wanted to i'd been it was my whole life it was uh that's all i talked about and, and you know my brother you know huge kudos to him for you know taking a sacrifice of bringing on your little brother who's in senior in high school and you're and he's a big man on campus as a football player because he was having a, a very good career ended up getting drafted in the first round in the canadian football league so you know he he wanted what was for the greater good um, of his younger brother and kent roosevelt high school had four or five athletes that were being recruited for full scholarships to division one schools so that was great for me because that would bring those scouts to our games and then hopefully then it was up to me then it was now you need to get yourself noticed by playing above and beyond what you think you can play and when we continue more of the life of tony mandarich in his own words here on our american stories Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
And we continue with our American stories and the story of Tony Mandarich, who went from being one of the all-time great draft picks to, well, bust town. And his life story, well, it's instructive on so many levels and so compelling. Let's return to Tony Mandarich in his own words about his own American story. Pieces fell into place and I ended up getting a scholarship offered at Michigan State. Uh, Nick Saban was the was a defensive back coach at Michigan State at the time and he and Ohio was his area. So when you know, after several meetings with with Coach Saban when I was being recruited out of Kent Roosevelt, I ended up signing with uh, Michigan State and that was uh, their offensive line was uh, juniors going into their senior year most of their starters so coming in as a freshman the chances of starting are pretty low um, but if you get a year of experience under your belt by getting redshirted by the second year you know with all those guys graduating the jobs up for anybody all those jobs so that was like a major decision for me on going there nick was a major decision um the way he was the way he was straightforward there was no bs there was no salesmanship in it there was no sliminess about it there was no it was all straightforward this is what we got this is what we can do for you and this can potentially be the result if you put the work in and i understand that language and then you know the head coach was george perlis who you know, was a four-time Super Bowl winner as a defensive coordinator at Pittsburgh in the 70s. So that was a major decision because of George. Um, I was like, if I want to get to that level, here's a guy that's got four Super Bowl rings recently. And he's going to be able to call a spade a spade and say, look, Tony, you just ain't got it. You just don't have what it takes. And, you know, and there's nothing you can do as far as working at it that will make it better because you just don't have the athletic ability. You know, he's the type of guy that would say that to you, and he wouldn't say it to you in a malicious way. He'd say it to you in an honest way. And if he did think you had ability, he'd say, you know what, you do have ability, but you have a lot of work to do. So, you know, you, you get there for camp, and once you got through camp, um, you know, you pick a roommate, and I had a great roommate, a uh, great guy, still, you know, still keep in contact with him, John Buddy. And so I kind of did what I did when I was 11. I pulled out that piece of paper and started writing the goals for the next five, four to five years. And, you know, I wanted to become a starter. Uh, then I wanted to become all Big Ten. Then I wanted to become All-American. And then I wanted to be the first player taken in the draft. And my roommate, whose brother at the time was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs um, and his dad had played for the Kansas City Chiefs and I mean iconic family as far as football in Kansas City and just phenomenal people he was like what do you know what do you writing or what are you doing I said just writing my goals down and I only known this guy for two three weeks he wanted to read them so usually that's something I would not share with anybody um, so I let him read them and and you could see his face expression change <laughs> as he got to the latter part of the list because that's where it was like become the first player taken it become all-american then first player taken in the draft and um, he was like first player taken in the draft he's like there's only one a year and I said I know I said oh, why not it be me and you know that phrase of why not me became 
a very common phrase in my life, in my head, in my vocabulary, uh, if you will. So, you know, every decision I made, I would ask myself, you know, is this get me closer to my goal or is this a distraction? Um, but I was very careful on the decisions I made. And then if I saw like, uh, oh, how would I describe it? An unstable crowd of people. Um, I, I had a choice to say, you know what, this is going to escalate probably at some point tonight. And do I really want to be around this? And chance losing my scholarship and by getting involved with, you know, my ego not backing down from somebody. Because I, I might have more to lose than they do. You know, the five years I was at Michigan State, I chose to use steroids. Um, not the best decision in the world. Uh, it was against NCAA rules, yet I still chose to use them because my gut feeling was that to make it to the next level, at my position, uh, you pretty much have to use steroids, and that's not true. Although I believed it. Um, that was something that, a, a topic that I would not want to discuss with teammates or anybody because I knew it was wrong um, and I thought it through and I thought about the worst potential thing that could happen and I was like no I'm still willing to pay the consequence if that happens because I felt that if I didn't do it I wouldn't be giving it my all you know and, and did I cheat on drug tests yes I did in college to pass drug tests you know I was introduced to it um, by my brother um, you know, I thought about it for months and then, and that's where that desire to become the greatest outweighed the desire of getting caught. There was obviously suspicions, but then there was obviously phrases like, yeah, but do you see how he works out? Yeah, but do you see that he's here before other people work out? And then he does the workout that is mandatory and then goes above and beyond and does his own workout. You know, yeah, do you see that he stays here later than when everybody, when they leave, because he's, you know, doing film work or trying to get better at something. So, you know, if steroids were the only thing that had made me an All-American, uh, all Big Ten lineman of the year twice, you know, All-American twice, uh, you know, finishing in the running for the Outland Trophy, finishing in the running for the Heisman Trophy, uh, being drafted second overall. If steroids were the only factor, then wouldn't most people have that kind of result? And I think there's a certain, you know, naiveness in society that you just take them and stuff happens. <laughs> Well, you can take them and do nothing and nothing will happen. Um, you have to do the work. You have to do the work regardless whether you're taking them or not. You have to do the work and you have to do it at a level that's higher than you ever thought you could do it. And you have to do it day in and day out. And there's not many people that are willing to do that type of work in society for any career. Green Bay Packers will make it official. First round, tackle Tony Mandarich, Michigan State. Next up, Detroit Lions. There was no Lions. doubt about that one. 
Well, when I, you know, when I left college, I had stopped taking the steroids because I knew the NFL's testing system was uh, much more sophisticated than college, and and there was enough rumors going around about the steroids in my name that I was like, you know what, I need to disassociate myself with that and kind of get away from it. So I did, but almost immediately within a week, I had kind of you know, filled that void with, you know, painkillers. I was like, all of a sudden painkillers became, I noticed when I took painkillers, a lot of the problems weren't as big as they were before I would swallow those seven or eight painkillers. And the alcohol came into play fairly heavily when it was difficult to get the prescriptions because the demand for the prescription was, you know, you can't fill a narcotic too early. So then you try to get multiple doctors writing multiple scripts to different pharmacies and and it becomes a full-time job. <laughs> you know, it consumes your life. You know, it was... Um, before I got sober, uh, and even going into the last three years of my drinking and drugging, I had been kicked out of Green Bay in '92. I didn't get sober till I was in March, till March 23rd of '95. And after leaving Green Bay, I thought it can't get worse. And you've been listening to Tony Mandarich, and boy, this is real and this is raw. And you're thinking, my goodness, how could a guy have blown it? How could he have made that decision? But folks, we've all been there. Tony Mandarich's real-life story, when we continue here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue here on Our American Stories. You're listening to Tony Mandarich. And my goodness, you've heard the story of how he got into the NFL, into the Green Bay Packers, and in the end, well, he had to stop doing the steroids. He knew he'd get busted. And what he replaced it with was opioids and ultimately alcohol. And boy, there's a lot of pain involved in the NFL, especially training and training through the pain. And so now he was an addict of a different sort. Let's return to Tony Mandarich and his story. After leaving Green Bay, I thought it can't get worse. And then two months later, my brother had passed away from terminal skin cancer. And nine to 12 months later, after my brother passes away, my parents get divorced after, you know, 40 plus years of marriage. After everything they've gone through, escaping from communist countries, um, coming to Canada with no money and not knowing how to speak English and making it that foundation was gone and your hero and your mentor my brother was gone and i was i guess 
it'd be an understatement to say that I felt like an epic fail um, was right there in front of me and you know things kept getting worse and I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna stop saying things can't get worse because every time I say it something bad happens but it 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 stayed bad for another year and then you know what changed it for me was you know there was a conversation with a good friend of mine that was kind of like the final catalyst that made me make a decision on um, putting myself in treatment but really boiling it down to what it really was it was emotional pain uh it was the uh the pain of guilt the pain of shame uh the pain of letting people down um all those things uh had become greater than the desire to get high it, it was consuming the desire to get high. It had overwhelmed that. You know, getting high at one time was a solution and it felt good. But at some point that solution became the problem. And then you get yourself in a situation where you know you can't live with it and you can't live without it. And that's a tough one because it's a catch-22 and how do, where do I go from here? And, and you're a hamster on a hamster wheel. And all I needed then was that catalyst of that friend of mine reminding me that if you don't change what you're doing, you're gonna die. And I was ready to hear it. And I was like, okay, what can we do about it? Because everything I've tried and every way I've tried to stop has failed. Um, and I'm not sure that it's in it for me. I'm not sure that I'm supposed to get sober. And I never, ever, was mad at God. I believed God the whole in, in God the whole time. Uh, I was never mad at God. Why, you know, why me? I didn't. I never internally. I never played a victim. Poor pitiful me. It was like no. You call a spade a spade. Even when I was messed up, I was like, you call a spade a spade. Say what it is. You're a drug addict. I went into treatment in a treatment center in Detroit. You know, I always remember day five and day 11 out of the 17 days are the two days I remember the most because they were the most impactful. Day five, we had a meeting with a counselor with like eight patients that were inpatient, me being one of them. And she said before we start the meeting, she said, I just want you all to take into consideration that your best thinking and your best plans in life got you here. And that was a Louisville slugger hitting me in the face. I was like, wow, she's right. And at that time, every decision I made in my life brought me to that moment sitting in that treatment center outside of Detroit. And I thought, God, I could have picked California or something nice. You know, I'm here in Detroit, <laughs> you know. And uh, and then at day, day 11, um, I started laughing again. And I didn't think that that would happen, uh, not really in a genuine fashion. I, I thought that the fun was pretty much over for the most part. But I'd rather live a boring, sober life was better than living a miserable, drinking and drugging life. I started laughing again just from us patients sharing stories amongst each other and some of the nonsense that we had done and you could relate to the guy that worked for the municipality that was running a backhoe digging ditches in detroit you could totally relate to what he was saying and here i was a pro football player 
and I understood exactly what he was saying and I understood exactly about his craving of he couldn't wait to get off of work and get home and you know pop some pills and drink some alcohol or get to the bar whatever the I could relate and there was politicians in there there was tall people short people fat people skinny people men women black white Asian any culture you could think it the disease did not discriminate it it took people's lives but we all shared a very very uh, common thing and it was the majority of the people's stories we could relate to you take away a few things that have to do with uh, a job circumstance or whatever or what role they played in their their community or society and you remove that 80% of the rest of that person you can relate to 100% uh, and feel their pain and feel their relief and feel everything that they've gone through and you're like gosh there's you mean there's other people out there that feel this way and have gone through this um, and are going through this uh, because I thought I was unique and I was the only one when we would laugh at that stuff and I remember on day 11 sitting on my on my bed in the treatment center and my stomach was hurting from laughing and that was the first that was probably the first time in 10 years that my stomach had hurt from laughing and I thought it, you know total opposite of what I thought would ever happen I forgot all about that feeling of what that felt like and, I, and then my next thought was, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what's happening here, but whatever it is, I'm digging my nails into it and I'm not letting go. And then six, seven days later, I had uh, left treatment. It was a 30 day program. I stayed 17. Um, I was paying out of pocket and I was running out of money. And, uh, you know, they said, you know we want you to stay 30 and I said well if you're willing to pick up the tab I'll stay 30 and of course you know they're running a business too um, and I understand and and I and I was like uh, you know I feel that I get it I get it it's pretty crystal clear and um, and I'm sure that a lot of people say that to you guys and then two days later they're back out using I said but I I get it and I know it's only been 17 days, but these instructions that, you're, that you've given me for when I do leave to do these things, I've already started making calls to do these things and preparing. You know, when I did the statistics of X amount of people, percentages will stay sober for, you know, one week or less after they leave treatment and 30 days and less, six months less and a year or less. Um, we're staggering and and then you know it's like less than one percent of the people will stay sober the rest of their life and you've been listening to Tony Mandarich and my goodness the pain the guilt and the shame were overwhelming and overwhelmed the desire to get high Tony Mandarich was ready to change his life and when we come back we're going to continue his story Tony Mandarich's remarkable story here on Our American Stories.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with our American stories and Tony Mandarich's story. Let's pick up where we last left off. When they did the statistics of X amount of people, percentages will stay sober were staggering. And, you know, it's like less than 1% of the people will stay sober the rest of their life. And for me, that inner voice said, why not me? I mean, why not? Why not me be the one that does that? They need they need to fill a percentage, so I'll fill that percent. And um, and I've you know been sober ever since. I think in the first five years I was well, I know the first five years I was sober, I averaged a minimum of a meeting a day, um, a twelve step meeting. If and there were some days I'd go to two. Um, and it wasn't like. I'd go to them because I felt like I was going to drink that day. It was like I was going to them to grow as a person, uh, even sober. You know, you don't become a saint just because you get sober. Um, And when I left treatment, I had no intention, zero intention of going back to play. I was so happy to be sober because I thought that was impossible. I was so happy to be sober and actually laughing again. But man, when fall time hit and that weather hit and that was football weather, I was like, oh man, it's like, <laughs> I should be I'm still young enough. I, sh- I could still play. And, uh, and that desire started to come back and I started working out again and, you know, no, you know, steroids, no nothing and was getting stronger and everything was falling into place. And I thought, you know, I could try to make some rights out of the wrongs that I had done. Um, there were some wrongs that I had done that were just not capable of making right because they were, they were just so wrong and damaging. But I thought it, at least go make an attempt to go back if somebody even gives you a chance and kind of keep your mouth shut, earn your, earn your money for a change and give that organization, whichever organization that may be, everything you've got, leave nothing on the plate. And um, I was lucky enough to get that chance with Indy and, and I had made crystal clear with them that, that they knew the whole story and I told them everything, I told them the truth. And I said, so really what you're getting is damaged goods and you're taking a chance. And why should a team take a chance on me? Um, And I thought, you know, 
and I and I thought to myself, you know, why should a team take a chance on me? Uh, because chances are I wouldn't, because I knew once you I get a chance, now I have a chance to make it. Just be, and just because they sign you doesn't mean you make it, but it's a step closer. And I know that if sobriety was impossible, and it happened, and I'm happy that football was a detail because I already knew how to get there. I just had to do it without the steroids and I knew that was possible. I knew the training techniques. I knew the fundamentals. I knew the foot speed thing. I've been doing it my whole life and I just had to start catching up because I was three years out of the league and even at 28 years old, you're starting to get on the middle to latter part of a career. Um, but I had played four and then been out three and, you know, abusing my body with chemicals. So, uh, and, and, you know, at the end of three years of Indy, it was time to retire because my shoulder had just took a beating. Going into it, I looked at more of it like just kind of make some amends, quiet amends, make some things right that were wrong, slay some de internal demons, and prove to yourself you can play without the use of steroids. And those things happened, and, but the, in the bigger scheme of things, and looking at the story and my whole story, that is a crucial, crucial element to the story that confirms and reiterates and uh, that uh, you know sobriety works and do things the right way and you don't even have to be have a drug problem or alcohol just do things the right way the first time so you don't have to go back if you ever get the opportunity to go back in anything in school anything there's a much easier way to live so when I had retired in 98 1998 from Indianapolis because of my shoulder injury, I kind of took, well, I, I was gonna, for, I forced myself to take a month off of really not doing anything or looking for any kind of a job. And just to kind of, you know, deprogram and just kind of take a breath because it seemed like it had been go, go, go since I walked into that treatment center. And, you know, that lasted about a week. And then I just pulled out a piece of paper. <laughs> and asked myself if I could be anywhere, live anywhere, and do anything, where would it be and what would it be? The answers were either Southern California, Arizona, or Nevada. And uh, so really the answer on paper was to move to Arizona and to become a professional photographer, which to me means you're, that's what you're doing to make a living. And, and that's what I did. And, uh, you know, you go from a, a multiple six-figure salary, you leave that multiple six-figure salary, and you make $38,000 your next year doing what you love. And a lot of people would, will say that that's not the greatest move in the world. But the value of being able to sleep at night carried more value than the paycheck. And don't get me wrong, uh, paycheck is good. And to be able to sleep at night is good. Uh, but if it comes down to one or the other, I'd rather be able to sleep at night. But really that's what I did. I followed what I loved to do. And then it was like figure out a way to monetize it. And that's what I did. And there's been 
you know great years of revenue and there's been not so great years of revenue with photography but it's been in total relation to how much effort is put in by me so you know it's fundamentals and it makes me think of people like Nick Saban and people like George Perlis and these coaches that have been not just those two coaches but many more that I haven't even mentioned that have influenced the rest of my life via the football field because of how they taught and at that time when we were on the football field little did we know that they were not only teaching us about football but they were teaching us about life i know that they knew it but when you're you know 19 20 years old and you're bulletproof it's no this is football coaching and um and that's and they were football coaching but you take those fundamentals and you can apply them to anything and you'll have success if you execute them uh, that's why i think it's so important to share like that's everybody has a story and I think it's one of the most valuable things a person has is their story and a lot of people will say their story is insignificant and that's a bunch of BS because everybody has a story and everybody's story matters because the biggest key is the person that you're sharing or the people that you're sharing your story with if they can relate to your story and I know they will you know okay they won't be able to relate to going to football camp for the most of most part 99 percent of them won't but they'll be able to relate to 99 percent of the rest of my story because pain is pain you know emotional pain is emotional pain whether you're you know uh mom raising kids at home which is probably the toughest job in the world to construction worker a pro athlete uh, engineer an architect doctor it doesn't matter what it is pain is pain and i used to think i was unique <laughs> which almost killed me and that that my pain um would be unique or was greater than other people's pain until i got sober and then i realized you know what you're no different than anybody everybody has hardships and um not everybody pulls through hardships so what's your what's your decision do you want to pull through this if you do, what's your motivation? And if you don't want to pull through this and kind of want to lay low and you know crawl in a cave and kind of hide and uh, live that kind of a life, that's an option too. Um, but that's not the way I was wired. Um, I was wired to try to make as much right of the wrongs that I had done and continue that you know the rest of your life. And what a story you've just heard. And we're talking about Tony Mandarich's story. And by the way, what a remarkable thing the Indianapolis Colts did. You're getting damaged goods, he said to them. And you're going to have to take a chance on me. And in the end, we've got to take a chance on people, folks. Tony Mandarich's story, a remarkable American story. Even though he was born in Canada, this was indeed an American story here on Our American Stories. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.